0: CHAPTER Seven OF BILLY WHISKERS AT HOME This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. BILLY WHISKERS AT HOME BY FRANCIS TRAGO MONTGOMERY BILLY PERSONIFIES NEPTUNE This adventure took place while I was on the good ship Van Dyke, bound for South America, began Billy, as the ship neared the equator, there was great excitement on board, for a fancy dress ball was being planned to welcome King Neptune when he boarded the ship as we glided over the equator. Those of the passengers who had brought no fancy costumes with them had to improvise them out of things they had, and by the help of borrowed finery, for at such a time travelers are more than willing to loan anything they possess to help piece out the costume of a fellow passenger. Especially was this true on board the Van Dyke, as prizes were to be given for the best costume made on board, and another for the costume truest to type, while honorable mention was promised to that person wearing the handsomest costume. The ball was at its height when the ship's bells rang out the hour of midnight. The dance was stopped, and all eyes were turned toward the side of the ship over which Neptune was to appear and claim his throne. Then all the passengers were to walk before him and be presented by the court officials dressed in full court regalia. After the presentation, games were to be played and feats of skill performed before King Neptune for his amusement, after which refreshments were to be served, and the gaiety and dancing kept up until very late. Generally, one of the ship's officers takes the part of Neptune, for you must know this ball is held on every trip the ship makes to South America, and very fine does he look with snow-white hair and flowing beard and long purple velvet robe with its ermine cape to say nothing of the golden crown and all the other regalia of a really, truly king, even to the golden staff tipped with Neptune's trident. But on this trip, the officers had conceived the idea of dressing me up as king and seating me on the throne, as I have been trained to sit up and hold my forelegs down like arms. So, the night the ball was in progress, the officers seated me on the throne while the guests were dancing. Once seated, they hurriedly draped the royal purple robe around me, fitted the golden crown on my head to hide my horns tied the staff to my left leg, which I rested on the arm of the golden chair of state, stuck a monocle in one eye, and, as the ship's bells ceased ringing at midnight, a page with a silver trumpet marched to the side of the ship where the guests were dancing and led the way to King Neptune's throne, where they were presented. When the passengers raised their heads after the deep ceremonial bow of presentation, each one was impressed by a weirdness in King Neptune's appearance. The more they gazed, the more pronounced was the strangeness. What could it be? There was the long white hair and beard, but the eyes had a peculiar twinkle in them, and the nose was exceedingly broad." why did the king look so different from all of the other times they had seen him this was neptune yet it was not the neptune they expected to see but they could not tarry in front of him and stare while in a procession for after their ceremonial bow they must move on giving place to others Once they had passed by the throne, the passengers quickly gathered in groups to discuss the queer-looking Neptune. Every one had been presented when a great clatter was heard. Neptune had dropped his staff, and the next thing they knew, they were gazing at the unusual spectacle of a king running on all fours from his throne, and as they looked, they saw him approach the side of the ship and plunge over its side. It was not the ocean into which I, King Neptune, leaped, but only the swimming tank at the ship's side, just under the promenade deck. But, they said afterward, it looked exactly as if the king had jumped into the ocean. Everyone ran to that side of the ship, expecting to see the king rising and falling on the billows, but no king could they see had they watched the swimming tank they would have seen a goat being divested of his robes and crowned by five or six sailors who were trying to save me from drowning as i had become so entangled in my robes i could not swim all the while the sailors were trying to keep me from drowning other sailors were letting out the water as fast as it could be drained from the tank it was some time before the excited passengers could return to their dancing and march before the judges but it was finally accomplished They decided that the prettiest costume was worn by a sweet young girl representing a pink rosebud. The overskirts of her dress formed the petals of the rose, and she wore a wreath of buds in her sunny gold hair. The most handsome costume was that of a tall, stately brunette who appeared as Queen of Sheba. Her garments had been brought from Egypt— The best outfit made from things picked up on board was a Turkish lady of the harem. She wore changeable yellow silk bloomers, loaned by one of the ladies coming back from Turkey. Over them she wore a rainbow-tinted scarf tied as a sash, with a crimson velvet jacket over a blouse with flowing white silk sleeves embroidered in gold. While over her head was thrown a pale silver-blue veil, thin and airy as a cloud held in place by a gold band worn low on her forehead on neck wrists and ankles tinkled gold coins while on her feet she wore bright red morocco slippers with sharp pointed toes she made a perfect favorite of the harem the most original costume was fashioned entirely of newspapers and was called current events they said the only drawback to the whole evening's performance was the loss of Neptune's robe, which I had ruined by jumping into the water. But when the passengers found out that it was their old pet Billy Whiskers who had impersonated King Neptune, they thought it was so clever of me to sit on the throne for so long, decked out in all that finery, that they did not blame me for running away. They took up a collection to buy a new robe in the place of the one the water had ruined and so my friends no harm came of the unusual evening when i went down below to my quarters where all of the animals belonging to the passengers were kept they gathered round me to hear what had taken place tell you what bill said an english bulldog you really did make a bully good-looking king "'Really, in your royal robes, you did not look unlike King George, "'and I have seen King George and know what I am talking about.' "'But what made you jump into the swimming-tank?' asked a French poodle. "'For the moment I forgot it was there,' I explained, "'and I ached so from sitting up so long that I thought my back would break. "'Then, too, the crown was cutting into my head, "'and I was half smothered with that fur cape and all of the rest of the things I wore.' it is a good thing we saw them dress you up in the afternoon to find how the things were going to fit you said another dog or we would never have gotten a peep at you for they shut us in at sundown and you did not appear until midnight that is the whole story concluded billy bowing left and right and stepping down from the rocky ledge he had used as a platform now it was stubby's turn to tell us of his experiences End of chapter 7